Street Fighters. Welcome to the show. You know what time it is. Sunday night, Street Fight, the call-in show, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 614-655-3887 is that number to dial. We want to hear from you. What's going on in your world? Are you striking? Are you stealing? Uh, if you need to be anonymous, we accept that. To call and tell us uh, about your dare officer when you were growing up or um, whatever activism is going on in your neck of the woods. We want to hear from you. Uh, we are the number one anarcho comedy radio show on any station across the nation. And we are here to spread dissent and disruption um, in the direction of the United States of America and uh, getting rid of it eventually. That's the hope. We're on WCRS LPFM. 92.7, 98.3 if you're inside 270 here in Columbus, Ohio. Add it to your radio dial and give it a chance. There's lots of great stuff on there. Um, I listen to radio in the morning, taking my kid to school. WCRS is great for that. So any time of the day, I recommend WCRS if you're in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, if you want to support the show uh, and listen to the the I'm Sorry series. Uh, Brian had uh, wonderful guests like Leslie Lee and Tony Boswell on uh, to talk about some of the biggest apologies uh, in, in pop culture history. And uh, that's coming soon to the Street Fight store. Uh, if you're not able to go to patreon.com and do the monthly sign up thing, I understand like your bank is weird or you don't got a steady card. You can't do another auto draft. Um, head to store.streetfightradio.com where you can buy access to any of the premium bonus series, including Shocktober, Kid Rock, Teen Fight, all kinds of great stuff. That's super long intro today. Yeah. Get a get a, a burner debit card. Uh-huh. Sign up for the Patreon for one month. Then you got it all. I know I shouldn't be doing this, but I have talk I have uh pick that up since I got shamed about all my streaming services. I've picked that up now. I get the streaming service for a few weeks and then I cancel it. I got Discovery Smart. Plus last night. I signed up for Discovery Plus last night. Uh, you already cancel it? No, no. I'm going to hold on to it for a little bit. It's only $6.99 a month. So it's probably the most affordable one I have. Okay. Uh, I didn't cancel anything else though. Uh, you know, I I still have everything, but yeah, I I uh, uh I signed up for Discovery Plus so I could watch a documentary about the Chippendales. Just a little curiosity about the Chippen Chippendale situation. So dancers, yeah, four episodes of a true crime documentary about the Chippendales last night, and uh, then woke up really late because I didn't realize the time jump, and I stayed up to watch the Chippendale guys. Because I needed uh -huh. to know every episode. It was like, bro, people got killed for the Chippendales. That is fucking nuts. Really? They oh, were the that, guy that ran the Chippendales. Up? The guy that ran the Chippendales did not mind killing somebody or even just like burning a club down wow. that had male exotic dancers. Like any club in LA that had male exotic dancers, he burned like three. The, there were four of them. One was Chippendales. He burned three of the motherfuckers down. And then uh, hired more security for his. Like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, we got more security over here at this at this Chippendales. Then he tried to fucking. Uh, then these other guys were like, 
well, we could do the Chippendales without you, which is socialism. I think is what that is. <laughs> These guys were like, we can do the Chippendales without you. Oh. So they did this thing called Adonis. And uh, he hired a guy to fly over to England uh, to stick one of the Adonis guys with a syringe full of cyanide. No. And, uh, yeah, he was trying just the dude. He also fucking he, he, he hired a guy to run to like choreograph the uh, Chippendales. And the guy just started going on TV all the time and saying, like, I came up with the Chippendales. So he sent a motherfucker into his office and just had him shot right in the fucking head. Like, wow. No, you did not invent the Chippendales. <laughs> There's a lot of people got killed because of the Chippendales. He had a, that many bodies? <laughs> yeah, like seven. Whoa, fuck. He was just like, he just, he couldn't stand the control, idea. Of control freak. <laughs> he didn't like the idea that somebody else would would do Chippendales because, like, he felt yeah. like he invented it, which I found a no, little this strange. Is, this is my idea. Yeah, this is not your idea, buddy. What? <laughs> or just the, the maybe the tuxedo part? No, men dancing for women was literally. He thinks he invented that. Oh god! Like that's the big yeah. thing. He runs around and is like, "Oh yeah, you know, I came up with men dancing for women. You know, there were always women dancing for men." Nobody ever considered men dancing for women until me. So I'm going to fucking run that for the rest of my life. Like I'm fucking Bill Gates or something. Sure. Like I invented a computer. Yeah. He was something else, man. That, that guy was just, he did not mind killing somebody. He, he just, and he almost got away with it, man. But like he fucking, like he hired some guy from the Midwest, like a guy like me or something. To do the England oh, no. killing? Yeah, uh -huh. to do the killing in England. This guy gets on a fucking plane over to England. He's fucking halfway there, and he's like, I can't kill somebody. What the fuck, man? He gets nervous as hell, and then calls the FBI. And is like, this dude sent me over to kill some of the old Chippendales. And I was oh, like, that's no. exactly what would happen to me if I got hired to kill somebody. If, yeah, like, you're like... If, uh, how much money? You're like, how much money? Uh, I can do it. I'll do it for my family. Seemed like not enough. And we talked about, Oh, I'm this sure it's usually like 10,000 bucks. There's people who are like, I want to get my wife killed. I got $3,800, you know? Yeah. We talked about that on, I'm sorry, where it's like anybody you hire to kill somebody as an FBI agent or is going to call the FBI. But yeah. like these guys was doing $25,000 a person and it was two people. So he was going to kill two people for uh 25 grand for 50 grand if he got both wow. of them but it seemed like it was going to be like really easy because again he had two syringes of cyanide on him and he was just supposed to walk up behind him and jab him and do the cyanide into him and it would have killed yeah. him that was like the whole plan but then he called the guy he calls the, so that's the other fucking thing they got they got phone calls recorded phone calls of this guy and he's like, I don't know, man. I don't feel real super good about like jabbing someone with cyanide. I don't know where to stick the needle. And the guy goes like this. You should try bashing his head in with a hammer. That might even like actually work. <laughs> and he's like trying to gently nudge him toward bashing his head in with a hammer. And I was fucking dying, man. It's like, bro, you no, that's even worse. Bashing a guy's head in with a hammer is even worse, I believe. Than cyaniding them. But maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'd bash a guy's. I mean, it will kill him faster. That's what his his thing was. He was like, if you bash his head in with a hammer, it might kill him faster than the cyanide. So sure. he won't 
have to feel that bad about it. Sure. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Dude. Yeah, I don't know. I think you'd probably pull your punch. I think I'd pull my punch on that. I don't think I could. I had to swing that hammer, you know, (laughs) like I I would just, it would just lightly touch him. Yeah, no, Um, that's the worst way to kill somebody. I think that's the worst way I've ever heard of a murder for hire going because really what you have to do, here's the fucking thing about murder for hire. You can fucking hire a guy with a gun that you know has a gun. Okay. And like, you got to hire a guy that you know has a gun, that can shoot a gun, that will shoot a gun at somebody. That's the only fucking yeah, person nothing that can creative. kill somebody. There is no other way to kill somebody. You hear about it all the time, like with the poison people, the people that are like, I'm going to poison somebody. That shit doesn't fucking work, man. Or it takes like fucking 10 years and somebody's like, man, this dude's sick all the time. Oh, it turns out he's being poisoned with arsenic. Yeah. I did. I did one time read the story about a woman who's get her killed, but he paid like just two fucking like lackey guys that he worked at a job with at one time. And it was some abysmal bucks. And the guy goes down there. uh, The guy goes down there and he's like waiting in the house and he does like a whole bunch of. And by the time she gets home, he's like real fucked up and she fucking whoops his ass. <laughs> I believe that. I believe that. I would get my ass whooped if I tried to kill, kill somebody too. There's just no way. I'm yeah. fucking, I mean, that's the other thing I think about when somebody like gets killed without a gun is like, that's just like an ass whooping. Like you will end up. Like, if you do it without a gun, you're going to get beat up. I don't think anybody, because that's what I always think about when somebody breaks into my house. I'm like, they better have a fucking gun because I'm going to fight the motherfucker if they don't have a gun, you know? And if they have a gun, I'm just going to let them shoot me. Yeah, I'm cutting out. <laughs> yeah, you're cutting out a little bit. Uh, no, nobody gets to hear my funny shit that I say. I know. Let's see what it, I can do here. I'm not, am I cutting out, everybody? Because I'm... I'm I'm not cutting out. Maybe. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Uh, is your mute button hitting, dude? What do you mean? Mm, I can hear you. So I think muting, it's okay. Um, no, I was muting because Charlotte is over here. Dude. Mutant. You are mutant. Man. Uh, yeah. So RIP in peace, maybe, to Scott Hall. That's really sad to me. Tough day. Scott Hall is on life support. Hopefully he lives through it, but I don't think so. I think he had three heart attacks last night. So that seems like you just don't come back from that, maybe. I'm hoping he yeah. lives. Yeah. I love Scott Hall. He lived a fucking life, though, that guy. You know, if I died like Scott Hall's age, then I wouldn't be that mad because of the way that he lived. He got to live, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that dude was just doing it all. Uh, steroids. Uh yeah, he broke a hip and, uh, you know, had three heart attacks while they were doing a procedure. Ain't looking good. So, Scott Hall, thank you. But now every time I look at Twitter under the What's Happening tab, there are celebrity names. And that means you click on the select. You will always click on a celebrity name because you're like, oh, that person's dead already. And you click it and it's just nothing. Like, yeah. for some reason, a bunch of people decided at the same time to post about Tom Selleck. So right. I, look up, <laughs> I look up why Tom Selleck was trending, right? 
And uh, before we go to calls, I'm going to read this to you because uh, it, it's insane. It's insane. It's so fucking dishonest. But some Republican guy, uh, some Republican guy made the decision that he needs to post who all the best actors are right now. And uh, I don't think Tom Selleck is in there. He, oh, okay. Here it is. Here it is. Top actors in Hollywood today by some guy named Nick Adams. Republican okay. guy, uh, John Voight, which he's a little old, but okay. Uh, James Woods, which he hasn't been in a movie since the 90s, but he's in Digstown, so I have to, you know, respect James Woods. Uh, Randy Quaid, um, which he hasn't been in a movie forever. Yeah, no, not Did, at all. He's been making his own real-life movie. He's been His own real life has been turned into a movie. Yeah, my dude's been having like a really good time, maybe. Uh, Dennis Quaid, which I think he just likes Quaid's, this guy. Yeah, probably. Tom Selleck. Allegiance to the Klan. And, and remember, these are top actors, okay? Scott Bayo, Tim okay. Allen. When? <laughs> okay, Tim, yes. Tim is still in prime form. <laughs> Clint Eastwood. Okay, you got one. Clint Eastwood. He's fine. I like his Still movies. good, though? Oh, I like the mule quite a bit. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the mule, but they, they made that poor man uh, smuggle drugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds interesting. <laughs> Chuck Norris. No, I'm going to disagree I'm with that. Not. I, just not a Chuck Norris guy ever. Even he before was... the meme. Don't let people think I'm being a hipster here. Pre-meme Chuck Norris, I didn't like either. I just was never a Chuck Norris guy. For me, Chuck Norris is just the Bruce Lee character, the movie yes. character, you know? That's uh, really the, the only thing. Nick Searcy, which is, that's insane. That's a wild thing to say. He's, I don't think he's been in anything since Justified. Gary Sinise, which I like Lieutenant Dan somewhat. I mean, I did Gary Sinise growing is up. great. Yeah. Mel Gibson. <laughs> Actually, Mel Gibson is in some pretty beast movies. Like stuff Recently? that I've watched over the past. Yeah, it's bad. I know. Okay. I watched that movie called like uh, Boss Level where this guy, Frank Grillo, another one of Hollywood's greatest actors, Frank Grillo has to keep living the same day over and over again uh, until he gets it right. He's stuck in like a time loop. It's like uh, Groundhog Day, but okay. uh, he gets killed every day so like he dies in like these really cool gruesome ways and the bad guy ended up being uh mel gibson and it was awesome and he was like re a really bad guy which he's like a really bad guy in real life you know yeah, i always wonder far. i always wonder if he still feels all those ways you know like pre-cancel it does he still like does he still feel the way he felt when he called that cop sugar tits and then blamed the juice for him getting pulled over drunk yeah, I guess you want to know. Maybe he he maybe he needs to sit down. It's time for I him think, to, to speak up on that. I don't know if Mel Gibson ever did an apology, but I think I'm sorry too. We'll have to I'll have to find the Mel Gibson apology because that was probably pretty badass. Uh, Kelsey Grammer is another one. Uh, no, he's just one. He's one character. <laughs> Lou Ferrigno, and finally Kevin Sorbo. So. I want to say this to our listeners, our leftist listeners. Don't let politics cloud you like this guy has. Right. He's just going. <laughs> I mean, basically, the best actors in Hollywood are all conservative. Yeah. Don't. And most of them are over 70. 
Yeah, yeah, just please. Just, yeah, don't, uh, Scott Bayo is crazy, dude. That guy hasn't been in anything since Charles in Charge. And, uh, I mean, I did love Charles in Charge growing up, but I don't even know if Scott Bayo was the part of Charles in Charge I liked. I kind of liked his friend and uh, the hot girl on it. So, <sighs> so yeah, that's guy's favorite actors of all time. Uh, great list. Great list. Some also, the thing that kind yeah, there are some real hits. Scott Bayo. Mel Gibson's the only one in there where I'm like, it's so hard for me as a uh, uh, piece of shit to be mad at Mel Gibson, you know, where it's like, he was an asshole. He probably still is an asshole. He's racist, probably. But like, he's also in a bunch of movies I like. That's like the hardest thing for me is guy that's in a bunch of movies I like. So, uh yeah, that just, I mean. Yeah, I oh, think yeah. He's, he, he sucks shit, probably. Yeah. I think he sucks as He sucks shit. He's, you can't try. I mean, it's just not, it's not good. They're broken people. Yeah. Kirk Cameron didn't make the list, is true. And uh, NX Robinson in the chat said that time Clint Eastwood debated a chair ruled. And I'm going to agree with that. When he yelled at that, that was chair, great. I was loving that. I, I should go back and watch him yell at that chair again. Like, that's the craziest thing is that he fucking sat at home and was like, I got to speak at this fucking Republican convention. Uh, what, what should I do? What should I do to add some panache to my speech? And yeah. he fucking yelled at a chair. <laughs> Wild. Did a little bit of theater for us. I know. I love it. I'm going to have to watch. I'll watch that again tonight, too. I'm going to watch uh, Mel Gibson apologize. And I'm also going to watch uh, Clint Eastwood yell at a chair tonight when i get done wow uh, you got a lot of stuff you. on your yes yes uh but yeah i mean i again like that that's the thing about that guy naming those guys as the best actors of all time you're like you're clouded dude you're clouded by being a republican you're allowed to like people that that like have bad politics in your opinion bad politics you right. know what i mean like he's allowed to like like Ben Affleck, even though Ben Affleck is like a guy that has more liberal politics, he's allowed to like that guy, which is probably a bad name for me to say because people generally hate that guy. <laughs> I'm fond of him, though. I'm a big, I'm an Affleck uh, supporter, actually. I haven't kept on my celeb. That's all I do. Um, them and the Chippendales. I sit around and I think about the Chippendales, uh, how cool they are. Uh, and hot you know and yeah they didn't even come up uh, another thing you said there they didn't come up with the cufflinks and the thing that's a playboy thing he stole it from playboy because when what? they were back in the day doing those playboy clubs the uh -huh. women wore collars and bunny ears and the wrist thing the cuffs yeah the cuffs yeah and he went there and he was like i'm trying to do Cause the guy was just like, I want to be Hugh Hefner. I'm trying to do it like a Hugh Hefner thing. So he went and saw the Playboy Club and was like, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, uh, you know, make my Chippendales like that. So, yeah. Yeah. And Argo wasn't bad. I just don't remember it. Okay. Uh, so there you go. Uh, you want to take one of these calls here? See what they're up to? Yeah. Let's see what's up. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, this is Mark in Minnesota. Mark, 
What's up? How's it going? How's it going? Uh, it's good. I wanted to talk about my landlord. Okay. Oh. What's up with um, So in November, I live in St. Paul, and in November, we passed uh, the strongest rent control in the country. Caps rent at 3% increases, and there's no exceptions or anything. And um, that goes into effect in May. And so a lot of landlords have been doing really scummy things to people whose leases expire before May. Uh, I heard of one family's rent went from like a thousand to eighteen hundred or something. Jesus Christ! Fuck me, man! I as soon as you said, "Oh my God, my rent would only go up." I'm sorry, I said that. I'm sorry, I'm doing this because it sounds like bragging. My rent would only go up thirty-one dollars at the most if we pass that law here. Like that's it, thirty-one fucking dollars. That's crazy because it goes up a hundred every fucking month, not thirty-one. So I want that law here. Um, I as soon as you said that the law went through, I knew they were raising. They were gonna raise the rent like crazy on the uh, before the law goes through. That fucking sucks. Right. And my lease expires in August, so I thought I really walked out on this. Um, but then I got this letter stuffed into my door from my landlord, basically telling me the new terms for my new lease. And so okay. he lists all the things he's going to add here, and so there's the rent increase, which is at 3%. And then he's adding an amenity charge. Uh, he's adding all the utilities that we don't pay and are unmetered. So he's just going to divide them between the tenants, I guess, and charge us for them. Okay. And he's also adding pet rents and a non-refundable pet fee. And the amenities fee, what are the amenities? Can I ask? Like, that's what I'm curious about is yeah. what are the amenities that he's charging you a fee for? So what he listed was one parking space in the lot, one storage locker, and free use of the building-wide Wi-Fi network. And uh, the Wi-Fi network has, like, a free tier and a premium tier, and the free tier, you can't use it for streaming, so he might as well be offering us free dial-up or something. No. No. The, the, the idea that... I don't think a parking lot spot is an amenity. I'm just going to fucking say that out loud. If I could talk to this guy, I'd be like, dude... There's got to be a parking spot. You can't just fucking yeah. say you a parking Figure spot is a nice amenity here. Hey, it's great living here. I can park my car somewhere. Yeah, I and mean, we don't live downtown. There's on-street parking all over the place. I mean, if I could opt out of the amenities charge, I would just opt out and not use these amenities. But it's required. So. Oh, so you can't even just be like, uh, I don't, I'm not, I don't even have a car. Like if, so if you didn't have a car, you would start to pay the amenities fee. Is that, yeah, is that that's correct? Right. Oh my God. Because yeah, it right. also gives you crummy building Wi-Fi, and also incredibly, incre I have landlords that have done that too. The whole like, Hey, you know, uh, since since everybody in a building, we're gonna put all of everybody's uh, everybody's utilities together and then just split it evenly. 
It's like, listen, I'm going to tell you the truth. It's not me that's going to get affected by these people, but I use a lot of fucking electric. I'm just going to fucking say it. I hate to say it, but I do. And like, that's unfair for the other people in the building <laughs> because people really do. I mean, like people really make sure that like that, that, that don't think like I do, obviously really make sure that they don't run the air conditioner too early or like run the heat too much. And like people really work hard to limit their use of stuff in order to save money. My, my parents were kind of the same way. And like, uh, it's really unfair to have them bunched in with a guy like me who doesn't he wouldn't know how to save energy if he tried. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to not use the air conditioner once it gets hot. And, and like, I'll fucking turn my air conditioner on when it's like 73 degrees in April. And people will be like, oh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to turn it on yet. It's only April. And it's like, dude, when the money costs that, I mean, like it's April and it's 73. I go by the temperature, not by the date. The going by the date's crazy, especially with climate change. It could be like 80 degrees tomorrow. It could be. I don't know. I don't think it is. Uh, it is getting warm though, which is nice. I'm enjoying that. So you get a car and you get Wi-Fi. Do you have the premium Wi-Fi? I do not. Um, I don't know how wild I am about the idea of having my landlord as my ISP as much as I hate Comcast. <laughs> I mean, I wish he had just hooked our apartments up to fiber because the fiber box is directly outside the apartment building. But instead, he did this oh. thing. So. <sighs> if he did fiber, you'd be all set, man. Ever since I switched to fiber, my internet life has been flawless. Easy shit. I haven't had a complaint since. Uh, but, I mean, when I am on the Wi-Fi, say when you're at the mall and you're like at, at, at the Lego store, for instance, and uh, you see a Lego set you really want, but it's like 400 bucks, and you fucking get on that phone of yours and you hook up to the mall Wi-Fi and see if you can get it a little cheaper somewhere outside of the Lego store, it never hooks up. It's like that public Wi-Fi shit doesn't work. And I think they do it on purpose so we don't demand public Wi-Fi. <laughs> That's my conspiracy. So, yeah, so what also, else? He also listed these improvements as justification for raising these fees. And so he's got the building-wide Wi-Fi network listed on here, and he's also got improved security the entry doors. And what that means is he changed the locks out. And this he has dude, a camera dude. system, which I don't appreciate. <laughs> Did not ask for. Can I ask and also, he is also this listed like... installing like LED bulbs. So. Oh, God. Get out of here, dude. You have to do that. That's you all they sell got. the other ones. Yeah, you can't even <laughs> fucking buy it. You'd have to go all off eBay for $35. Yeah. Is there? <laughs> is there like... Are the improvements like, uh, what's the word? Like, are the improvements anything that, like, was it in disrepair before he decided to do these improvements? Or is this, like, literally just, like, a guy, he didn't really do anything, and he kind of is like, I got to get these people's rent up, but I can't actually raise the rent, so I'm going to add these charges on. And then 
he basically, do you think he like had to go through in his head and be like, uh, I need, um, I, I got, I guess I changed the locks. How, can I charge for that? And is, is that what's going on? Do you think that's like a lot of people there are, are, are just going to like have their rent raised by extra charges? Yeah, I think, um, I think he, he has been doing some work, but I think it's basically all unnecessary and just an excuse to raise the rent. Like he installed a bunch of ugly white fixtures, which we didn't need. So, okay. And, and it's cameras. I mean, like you don't want, I don't know how bad somebody would want the landlord having closed circuit cameras to where they live either. You know, that seems terrible to me. Oh, never. Right. That's crazy, man. So over my life. So it's basically, it's basically all uh, uh, just fees now. They 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 moved. The, the, so they do rent control, and it's not illegal to add fees. Is that? Am I right in in saying that? I am not a hundred percent clear. As far as I can tell, the city hasn't like actually announce the final rules or anything because the city doesn't want rent control is passed by initiative so the city's kind of like trying to get it at the moment uh there's a coalition that's trying to force them to actually enforce the rules so we'll see how that goes but fuck well i, ho I how much is your uh if you don't mind me asking how much like dollar wise is this making you pay now uh, so my rent right now is eight seventy five. This would push my cost up to like a thousand, I would say. So it's not the most egregious example I've heard, certainly, but it's just such a flagrant, like just violating the That's law or at least the spirit of the law. One hundred twenty five dollars a month is not easy to come up with. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mine goes up like barely every. You know, I think I started here at like eight sixty, and now I'm at ten thirty five. Or whatever and like uh that's over eight nine years or something like that and uh that's crazy i i guess like uh uh that really fucking sucks uh 125 dollars raise is more than the average raise of rent i think is is the best way to put it like most people they add like 50 to 100 bucks uh, so you're on the high end of what they usually raise rent to with these charges. And uh, it doesn't seem like the landlord really did much of anything. He just did a few things that he could justify. I mean, getting cameras installed in your place can be done relatively cheaply if you can get like those trials and shit like that. Like the cable company's doing that for people now pretty like almost putting it in basically for free to charge a monthly fee for. Right. Shit. I hope, I hope, uh, uh, it gets all taken care of. That seems super unfair to me. Uh, but I'm crazy. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Have nice a good day. You guys. Have a good night. Yeah. Peace. Yeah. You too. God, that's so fucking i gotta tell you though i gotta respect that guy that landlord a little bit in a little bit of a way where it's like 
the motherfuckers told him like, hey man, you can only raise this guy's rent 30 bucks. And he was like, okay, how can I, I can get an extra hundred out of him. <laughs> right. <laughs> I get I that a hundred dollars more. There's some amenities here. The amenities parking, the, 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 the parking uh, amenity is insane. Like, I've never heard parking described as an amenity, especially like he said, it's one spot. That's not a fucking amenity if you can't even have guests, you know, yeah. that's the situation I'm in. I have two spots, but I won't, <clears throat> I'm not supposed to let anybody park in it that doesn't live here. So I really only have one spot. I got in trouble for it a couple years ago. I mean, that was when my landlord's uh, daughter was living next door and uh, they had like a boat and all this shit and they took up a whole bunch of spots. But he was like, I was like, uh, had somebody park back there one day and he was like, oh, you can't let, uh, that's not guest parking. That's like just your parking. You are allowed to park there. Nobody else. And I was like, okay, but I only have one car. So right. can I have the two spots? But yeah, I, I think, oh my God, psychic gasoline just put in quotes business center. That's like the, that's the hotel. Oh thing. yes. Oh God. <laughs> I love the hotel thing with business center. I love business centers uh continental breakfast and fitness center which now that i am like a gym guy those fitness centers are cruddy like i i think about the ones i looked in and i'm just like i couldn't even do my shit there because i don't know how to work with free weights i know it's pretty pathetic but uh one day i will learn that and then i'll fucking be able to do it you know usually it's just a bunch of dumbbells though but i'm a dumbbell so uh, uh actually actually i went to they had a lot of cable stuff i don't feel like they want people fucking around with dumbbells um but it is pretty standard i guess at the small ones i'm a cable freak too that's what i usually i basically do all my working out on cables and machines uh yes and and the business center at any i i mean the other funny thing that they offer at a lot of apartment complexes i drive by is arcade it just is like arcade uh -huh. and you're like and movie theater and then like you see it and it's a TV and it might have some video games. It's not like in the traditional sense what an arcade is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you go to Washington DC and they're like, that's the mall. And you're like, I mean, there ain't no stores there. I can't, <laughs> I can't go in there. It doesn't feel like a mall. Or when you go to uh, Asheville, North Carolina and they're like, we got the Grove Arcade here. And you go in there and there ain't no video games there. It's the same thing. Like arcade must mean something to those people that they can just sell it on, but they know what they're doing because when somebody sees the word arcade, they're like, damn, I might move there and they got a fucking arcade there. Yeah. Pop down, just, you know, play some pinball. I'm sure they're going to really keep that thing maintained. Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing, man is like, uh, that's the thing. It doesn't arcade. I'm going to look up the definition of arcade right now. I got to um, find out. They they have a bat one of those basketball shooting games that's absolutely demolished. <laughs> yeah. Oh, arcade just means a covered passageway with arches along one or both sides. So that must be what they're talking about in these hotels, right? Like we have an arcade and it's like that's no, just archways, though. So Yeah, I thought it was like a mall. I thought it was an old timey shopping mall. I was just in Cleveland and there's a lot of historic arcades there. Yeah, uh, Columbus, no. of course, got rid of them. Oh, yeah. They also have the historic Agora Theater. Of course, Columbus got rid of ours. Yeah. 
That's what we do here. We just get rid of stuff. We're not sentimental about our buildings. Okay. We aren't. No, we're willing to be <laughs> brand new people to whoever is spending money. There was a big round hotel. I always think about that big round hotel that used oh. to be on Broad Street. It like it was like one of the freshest looking buildings, and they were like, uh, "No, we're we're gonna knock that down and just put nothing there." Actually, I think they actually put something there, but it sucks. So, I was looking for venues in town that AEW could run because like the Schottenstein Center is probably too big, and uh. uh and the uh, nationwide arena is probably too big. You know, you're looking for something that holds like 6,000 or something like that. And I'm just, I'm looking through to see. And the, the, the arena, basically there's a thing called Battelle Hall that holds 6,000 people and it's downtown. And I have never, ever been to a concert at this place or anything at this place. So we even have like a venue here that nobody ever been to. So that's something I learned this week. Trying to get AEW in town. I want to watch. I want to go to one of their shows. Uh, let's yeah. take another call. You're, huh? Are you booking for AEW now? I would like to. I would. I just sent him a little thing like, "Hey, there's a venue here." No, I was just looking to see if there was ever a possibility they would come here, because, uh, uh you know, they they got the right size venue, and I was just like, mm, they might not ever come here possible oh it's it's the convention center okay yeah um near it oh man they okay there used to be some pretty tight people that came through i didn't know about it at all Hmm, interesting me neither i was standing across the street from it when somebody sent me because i was talking to somebody uh in a chat and they sent me the thing and i was like i'm standing right across the street from it i don't even see it i don't even know where the fuck it's at but i'm standing where it is (laughs) Yeah, um, there's Knocked Loose is playing at that Anatheum pl- ballroom or whatever theater. It's so fucking weird. I don't want to see a hardcore show with like wooden pews that people sit on. Those chairs are from like the 1890s. Everything is splintered wood. Yeah, I walked in. I walked by there a lot and it, they're doing a, like a lot more shows there. Uh, it's such an odd place to go see anything because you got to walk through like these hallways and up these stairs and stuff like that. There's like a bunch of separate rooms. And I thought that was really fun. I, I thought it was, ju- I think it's strange when you go to a venue and you have to like walk down the hall and around the corner and stuff like that. Like I, I'm so used to just walking in and boom, right. There's where I'm watching the show. So that place Dude, is very strange. First entertainment, Rodney Dangerfield. With okay. a special guest, McGuffey Lane, opening up. Oh, those guys used to open up for everybody. I know. They got around. Those dudes got around. McGuffey Lane. I remember. Uh, yeah. I wonder if they're still alive. Probably dead, I would guess. No, like, they were playing the ball games a few years ago. And McGuffey still Lane. July 4th at uh, the Clippers Stadium. They got to be 70. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're up there. They're dinosaurs. Okay. I'm looking them up. You'll take another call here? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Street Fight, who are we talking to tonight? Hello? Hello. How's it going? What, what's up? It's going great. Who are we talking to? How are you? Oh, yeah. Fuck, I forgot introductions. Uh, Bear. Bear. I'm back. Bear. Oh, hey, Bear. How's it going, buddy? Oh, man. Fantastic. It, life's going great right now. 
Is it? Is it? How's the new job going? The photography? Oh, You're doing the, photography now? Yeah, the photography deal. Yeah, well, I'm still working at Chili's. I'm just doing that as like a side hustle so I can make something out of it, you know? How's Chili's going now? Um, I mean, they got rid of all the oh, mask dude. stuff. It's probably great. Oh, they sure did. I fucking hate it. Uh, <laughs> um, instead of requiring employees to wear masks to control COVID, we now have this thing where um, if you're in to go, which is what I do now because I got tired of fucking serving people, um, you have to take every meal outside. So I go over COVID risk. <laughs> nice. Can I ask like this though about, did you like, cause I didn't do anything. I, you know, through the pandemic, I, I just did this. Did you like get really used to making like mean faces to customers during the period where you were having to wear a mask? <laughs> I made mean faces to customers before I had to wear a mask. You know, it's kind of why I had the job hop so often. <laughs> so, absolutely, yeah. The only difference was I didn't get fired anymore. I used to get so fucking nasty. I would get, like, the nastiest look on my face. But, like, I, I'm such, like, a, a I, I don't carry myself like a mean person. So, like, I, I always felt like, like, there's got to be like a magic look I can put on my face to make the person think I might punch them. And that is like where you want to be. Because if you can do that, they won't fucking yell at you anymore. I can't do that. If I look angry, they're like, I might have to punch this guy out. <laughs> they they want to fight me. I got, I got just enough of a kind of like, you know, like a street mongrel look. Like I just look a little unhinged, you know, I don't look like big or scary or anything, but like, I look like I might like throw a rock at them or like bite them or something. So people okay. generally don't try to add me on too long. Yeah, yeah. Biters, people stay away from biters until they have to. Yeah. It just seems like, yeah. it seems like when you're working in customer service, you're like, basically your whole deal is like, I'm trying to make this person not yell at me. And I have always felt like there are three ways to get people not to yell at you. I'm going to list those three ways right now. There's one good service, not necessarily going to happen though. Cause it, it doesn't matter how good your service is. There are some people that come in with the pure intention of yelling at you. My wife used to go to lunch with this woman uh, that worked with her that, Every single time they went out to eat, she yelled at the wait, the wait staff so that she could get her lunch for free. And it was like every fucking time, every single time, which is like, fuck, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of service you give to them. And then the second way is to look like you're going to cry when they're yelling at you. That okay. is probably a 100% works every time situation, I think. And then it's looking like you might do violence is number three. And I don't even know that never worked for me. Mine, mine was more of a, uh, I, I veered more toward crying actually to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, um, like, the move for me <laughs> has always, the move for me has always just been stonewalling it. Just giving like zero reaction, just staring at him blankly. And I think at some point they probably just assumed I was like stoned on the job or something and that they weren't getting through anyways. 
And then it was just suddenly not my problem. And they were just like, well, get your manager out here. And I was like, all right. And, you know, I just didn't have to deal with them anymore. Well, let me ask you this then, Bear, because I'm actually interested in knowing this. When you're at work and somebody starts to yell at you, customer, not worker, not a boss, because you can tell a boss to eat shit really generally and and get away with it almost, uh, depending on the boss, but a lot. Yeah. Uh, When somebody starts yelling at you that you're not supposed to yell back at, do you have tears well up in, cause I feel tears and then I get scared and then like my whole chest starts bouncing and shit. And it doesn't matter if it's my fault or anything like that, but I do always feel like I'm going to cry whenever a customer yells at me. The only time I've ever really had that happen is like, I don't generally like get my feelings hurt by people that I don't already know. You know, I'm extremely emotional, but I have people I don't know. So that never really, but if there's just somebody that already pissed me off, like I had a cop come in one time and he was like really pissed at me because his burger was cold, but he had ordered it like an hour ahead of time and then just came to pick it up. And I'm, I really didn't know what he wanted me to do about that, but he was like pissed at me and yelling at me for it. And like, then, yeah, I was, like, clenching my fist, and I was so mad that, like, I started tearing up a little bit, you know, like, in the, like, angry cry going. So, I've had that happen before. I get, like, scared. Like, I literally get scared like, like I used to before I got into a fight when I was a teenager. That's, like, how I feel when, when a customer yells at me. So, it was always impossible for me to give the, I might do violence look or anything like that. Because, like, I remember so many times when somebody said to me, that is unacceptable, which I've a million times said on this show, where I just, I literally just wanted to curl up on the ground and go away because I don't know how to handle it. I have no idea how to handle that. Yeah, I've never really had any response to those types. Um, the only time I've been scared of customers is when, like, they've made, like, personal attacks towards me, like, where it sounds like they might be waiting for me outside when I get off the shift or something crazy like that. That's happened once or twice. I had a guy like make like extremely homophobic remarks towards me after I like didn't accept his Groupon. And that kind of freaked me out. Then I was like, shit, you know, <laughs> he really yeah. clearly he has nothing better to do with his time. So like, he's just going to be here later tonight. But other than that, nah, not, not really never been my thing. God. Well, I wish I was you. Brad, how do you deal with that? Like, how does it feel when you're at a real job and the customer just starts fucking laying into you? Like, how does your mind and emotions handle that situation? Where does it go? Kind of plot a way to make them look stupid. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Repeat the policy back, but like louder or whatever. I don't know. I was, I always would get mouthy, but within the guidelines. Yeah. And then also I would be obtuse on purpose where they would think I was a fucking idiot and I would be saying stuff to dodge their questions. And they thought I was just some moron that like worked at a clothing store (laughs) and they would just get circular and they'd fed up and leave. God, that's like the first time I've ever heard that I'm obtuse. Like I, I, uh, no, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I, I don't know anything. I've never I'm addressing, just that. keep addressing an issue that they're not talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm working off of a script. 
is the fucking boss. Yes, there That's it like is. a move at, at a call center. I'm working off of a script. We'll fucking win a hundred percent of the time. I did do that where it's like, sir, uh, <laughs> like reading, you're like reading the line while they're yelling yes. at you. And they're just like, I'm talking to a fucking robot. This guy is so stupid. And you're like, I, I don't know, man. You know, but you, that is another situation where like, you can't like feel emotions to pull that off. You know what I mean? Where with me, I'm just, I just, I never was able to like disconnect emotionally from anything really. Like at all my jobs, like, I know this doesn't sound very street fight or whatever, but like at every job I ever had, like I really wanted to do a good job and uh, I didn't cause I was bad at it and I'm, I'm lazy, but like I wanted I, in my mind, I was like, I really want to do a good job. I want the boss to like me. I want the customers to like me. But I'm such like a failure in that kind of department, like as a person, as a human, that like uh, uh, I never pulled it off. I just was never able to pull off the like, oh, I don't fucking care, you know, and uh, get past it, you know. I, I mean, I was like that at fucking, you know, when I was working at the uh, – uh, cafe where i threw the salad dressing at at the owner like i was having panic attacks every fucking day before i went to work and i it wasn't even like providing me a living at all i was like making no money <laughs> so yeah you know it was tough i honestly had that i had that kind of problem at my first job uh which was just a dishwasher at a mellow mushroom which was honestly a pretty sweet gig but I so immediately got fucked over there and like I'd been working there for like a year before like I finally left that like I kind of built up the mentality at that point of like, well, I'm never going to do a good job because they're never going to accept that a good job is good in the first place. So like, fuck it. And I think that that's like really important. Can I ask like, uh, uh, did they drug test at Mellow Mushroom? Oh, fuck no. Um, here's a true story. Um, I'm not going to say which location it was. But a true story okay. is um, it was just standard that everyone would go out back and smoke and like, do all kinds of shit. We took shrooms on the job a few times. Um, but we had such a problem with people going in the walk-in freezer and laying out sheets on top of like the trays that we put like our pizza dough in and stacked up. We'd put, like, we'd put down like a sheet on top of the lid of the dough tray and we'd, like, we'd, we'd put the acid on it while we were there and take tests throughout her ship. <laughs> then finally, oh, my no. manager put up a sign that said, please stop dropping acid on the pizza dough. It's lowering our health score. <laughs> so we had to fucking... Lowering our health We had to fucking stop. Dude, we were hundreds every time until, like, they started finding, like, the weird residue on top of the tray lids, and it lowered us down to a 98. We got in so much fucking <laughs> I... trouble for that. We had to start doing it on top of the dumpster outside again. I mean, Mellow Mushroom, thank you for not drug testing, because we have a place in town that tries to have the I'm a rogue sort of situation. They even, like, their, their pizzas have cusses in the name uh, and stuff like that, and they drug test. And when I found that, because I was going to try to get a job there uh, when, I, when I needed a job, and I found out they drug test, I was like, oh, oh, fuck you, man. No, you don't get to be the place that has 
spicy ass pepperoni and then also be the place that drug tests. I will also say this. Um, the city that I work in, not the one I live in, but the city that I work in is currently like the opioid, uh, the opioid pandemic uh, epidemic capital of like the Southeast and like the entire East coast of America. Like, okay. So no, no restaurant job and pretty much no job I've ever worked for, uh, has ever drug screened me. I've been drug tested once. And when they saw what was in my system, they were like, it's close enough. Fuck it. Have a job. So I got drug tested. <laughs> um, I've, I've only taken one in my life. One drug test, uh, passed obviously. And got the job at the cable company. They have to drug test you if you're driving a vehicle, I think was the situation I was in. And, uh, you know, part of researching the basement show a lot of times is, is keeping up on human resources, trends and shit. And uh, the stuff I've been reading lately is like, there, a lot of these places are like, man, if we just stop drug testing, we get employees. But if we keep drug testing, we can't get any employees. Um, exactly. in, in my city, it's pretty well assumed that if you get drug tested, they're going to find some terrible shit in there and they think it's better to have the don't ask, don't tell policy, you know, um, smart. We straight up don't even like arrest for like weed, even like large amounts. You have to have some like heavy shit on you to actually get arrested for drug possession. <laughs> We've pretty much given up and I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I got to say that like, Mellow Mushroom, by the way, and I know you don't work there or anything. I like their pizza, man. That stuff is good shit. Good. Hey, that's a good. Oh no, they had great you. pizza, and it's actually a good place to work too. You know, not a bad place. Yeah. Well, that's great. I'm gonna. I I, I love working at pizza place. I think that's like my favorite job I ever had was just working at pizza shops. It was like the easiest thing. I I mean, you get busy and it fucking sucks. And, uh, but it's, it's, it's like, uh, fun. The people that work there are usually pretty fun and silly. Uh, uh, Aaron Jankowski in the chat says it's wild to me that the more labor intensive yet low stakes jobs I've had always drug tested, but the more professional cushy job I've got couldn't give a fuck. And I'm going to tell you that like, that's because they think that that's because they'll, they, if they catch you with weed in your system, they'll assume that you're smoking weed and driving the forklift or, or carrying stuff. That's like how it, that shit works is uh, they drug test for labor intensive jobs. Uh, I know my wife had to get drug tested to work at an office, which I think is like the dumbest shit in the world of all. Like if you're in an office, who cares if you're on drugs the whole time? I mean, the whole first part of America, people were drinking at the office. So who cares you know? <laughs> if everything's so great in America? Well, people were drunk while they were making this thing. Uh, there we go. Um, yeah, I think if they were able to like plan some absinthe and write the Declaration of Independence, I should be able to like you know smoke some weed while I'm doing an office job. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. smoke like a. You should be allowed to like smoke a half a joint or something, or like they should have an amount that you're allowed <laughs> to do. Like you can hit a bowl three times before yeah. you go into work. That seems fair to me. I can't think of anything more fair than that. Yeah, doctor needs to prescribe like regimen for medical marijuana. They do. They don't, but they do. They try to. 
They'll fucking sit and talk to you. They can look at the list of everything you've ever bought, which is always fun when they're scrolling through the list and they're like, oh, it seems like you like those uh, nectarine peach boys there. It's like, okay, dude. Uh, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, you should be allowed to, they should have a, a bowl and you could even get disposable ones. I don't care. But they should have a bowl out in the parking lot, right? A pipe that is the size of three hits, and you should be allowed to pack your weed. You don't have, they don't have to supply the weed. They just have to supply the piece. You can pack your <laughs> weed in it, and you can hit it three times, you know, and then go into yeah. work. That's right. not going to fuck anybody up. <laughs> I, I, like the, um, I like the current standard. It's very fair. I like the current standard we have at Chili's. Where uh, it's the it's the allergy uh test where you go in and if the manager makes a comment to you like oh your allergies acting up you're you're probably a little too high but like if not if you fly under that radar you're good. So when I worked at Chuck E. Cheese, uh, there was this night where we all went to this fucking guy's house. This like twenty seven year old guy uh, had a house out in the middle of fucking like I think it was Circleville or Chillicothe, Ohio. And uh, we went out there. He had old decommissioned animatronics in his house, which was really fucking cool because he had worked for, like, Chuck E. Cheese all over, the, like, a few different ones. So he had, like, some of the decommissioned stuff there. Uh, we go there. We, we, drop, we drop acid. We don't drop the acid until, I'd say, 1130 or midnight or something. And I had to be at work at 7 in the morning. Um, at Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, I thought, I like timed out my acid as in like, well, it's seven hours. The acid should be over. <laughs> my <laughs> like, work time. Yeah, I'm acting like, I'm acting like acid works on a schedule. <laughs> like, that it's the same every time. I'm like, it'll be done. By the time I get into work, I fucking get to work at seven o'clock in the morning. I walk in, I'm still fucking tripping. Uh, so I go up to my boss and I'm like, man, I'm sober now, but I did acid last night and I took it at, at like, uh, uh, 11 o'clock. So I'm just tired. I'm just like a little bit tired, Sure. but he should have known that I was still tripping. You know what I mean? Like, because Makes of the way I said, so. they should yeah, be trained in that. Well, no, it just sounds like such a lie, dude. How much of a lie does it sound like I took acid last night? I'm not tripping no more, but I thought I needed to tell you that I took the acid last night at 11 o'clock or whatever. So he's like, yeah, uh, no problem. Your boss, you, you took acid. Like, you're, you're still tripping, obviously. There's no way that <laughs> sober-minded Brian would walk up and be like, hey, by the way, I took acid last night. just want to let you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he goes like this. Ah, you know, have a cup of coffee. I'd never drank coffee in my life, by the way. And he's like, I can help you with the coffee. You know, he put a bunch of cream and sugar in it, made it taste like candy. Uh, I drink this fucking coffee and it, I'm tripping. I get, it gets worse because this caffeine like kicks in. I'm outside smoking cigarettes. I'm just trying to get my head together. Uh, but there's nobody else at work that can do the Chuck E. Cheese costume for the 10 o'clock birthday parties, the 10 a.m. birthday parties. Like, they scheduled me to be there to do Chucky from 7 to 4, okay? So, like, uh -huh. I was definitely going to be in that costume, and I knew it. 
And he fucking was like, ah, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. What? You, you know, you're just tired. Just go ahead. I had to be in that costume all day at the end of my trip. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I was wasted at the first set of birthday parties, but like I was still, I was flipping out, dude. I'm standing in front of this place with all these kids and I'm dancing in a big uh -huh. fucking costume. And this guy just lets me do it. He's just like, go for it, man. You know, good job tripping. And that was the mean manager there. He just wanted somebody to work so fucking bad. He was willing to overlook that the guy that was dressed up in the Chuck E. Cheese costume was on LSD. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, uh, Chuck E. Cheese starts at 7. If you guys want to know something fucking awful, when I was still working at Stars and Strikes, right? None of a, nobody else there were really like drug people. It was just me and this one bartender we had. And we both always had to open. So we were getting there at like 10 a.m., which isn't early, but it was early for us because, you know, we partied all the time and we didn't do shit by party and like go to work. But like, we fucking opened and we were both pulling double. So we were going to be there till like midnight at least. And we go on break at a shift change and we're sitting in his fucking Jeep. And he's like, dude, we should try doing DMT because I have some. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, no, the trips only last like five to 10 minutes. And, you know, he's right. They do. But what neither of us really processed was like the fucking emotional weight of a DMT trip and like ego death and how that's going to affect the rest of our day. So on our hour lunch break, we go, we get to McDonald's like as fast as possible. And we sit there in the parking lot and we do DMT and fucking have the worst trips possible. I mean, like, oh, no. it's an awful fucking time. And, I, I mean, for me, it didn't even seem like, like a trip trip. It didn't seem like a hallucination, really. It just seemed like time was passing, but I had this entire fucking experience, and, like, I met all these people, and my life was going great, and shit slowly started to fall apart, and time started amping up. And so then I just felt like I was missing like this 12 years of my life when I came to, and obviously <laughs> you're going to be depressed as shit after that. And then I just had to work like eight more hours <laughs> at a goddamn bowling alley doing all these old spits running around, like yelling at me. The fucking worst experience <laughs> of my life. <laughs> oh, no. You like, you went to the mountaintop. You know, you're like, it's like if Jim Morrison, when he walked in, in that movie, when he walked into the cave and saw his death, you like had that happen, but then also went and worked for minimum wage for eight hours after it. Oh yeah. No, like I took like the best possible time in my life and like, you know, everything was great. Everything was a huge success. And I went right back to the worst job I've ever worked for another fucking eight hours. Everybody like, in the chat is like, like oh, you, you can cut it down. Oh, God. <laughs> People in the chat are asking why I had to be in at seven at Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, you go in and like pizza dough takes time to rise. You got to get everything set up. And yeah, people start get it opens at 10 in the morning. So opening takes three hours. It opens at 10 o'clock in the morning and birthday parties start immediately. And uh, somebody said they need to get their day drinking in. When I worked at Chuck E. Cheese, you could just buy beer there. You could actually drink while you were at Chuck E. Cheese, so, which I thought was always the weirdest thing, like just selling beer at Chuck E. Cheese. But uh, yeah, yeah, I can't believe that, man. That That is so 
doing DMT in the car because I know how you felt too, because you were like, I really got it. This guy's got this DMT. It takes, it lasts like 15 minutes. Uh, you know, I got to shoot my shot. I got to take my shot when I have the chance to do it. You know, like you can't yeah. just be like, let's do it after work. You have to fuck. You made the right call. Unfortunately, it resulted in bad stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, it was fucking, it was fucking awful. Um, I would do it again. I did do it one more time. But God. (laughs) You made the right call. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Yeah. God, I hope so. You did. You did. Everybody in chat even saying you made the right call. So yeah, you just can't turn down DMT. It's so hard to get. And like, it's just, it sucks. But like, if you, if you are a person that's interested in, in psychedelics, if somebody has DMT, you got to fucking do it with them. At least it, like if you had told me you did salvia in the parking lot, I'd have been like, you made the wrong call. I would have said you don't have to do salvia at work, but you did DMT, which I think is the right call. Yeah, right. Like I wasn't even going to question if it was actually DMT. He had a substance. He said it was DMT and I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to do it. You know? I wasn't going to take the risk of missing out, so. Yeah, huge chance. It's just a huge chance. It's wonderful. Well, Bear, thanks for calling. We got to get more calls in, and always great to hear from you. Call us back every week. It's fun. Yeah, appreciate it. Will do. Love you guys. Have a good night. Love you too, man, buddy. I'll tell you what. The fucking DMT in the parking lot is the craziest thing. I've never heard somebody do that at work. I can't do that. You couldn't, couldn't do that, that in the you couldn't do that in the walk in at your job. I would be like, just give me a little bit and let me take it home and do it. <laughs> why do you gotta Why do you gotta watch me do it? Can they I just, just it? do though. They just you know how it is though with with like especially back in the day drug dealers they want to see you do it do the psychedel the big strong psychedelics they're like oh come on let's do you it need together. A spotter. Yeah, they want to see you do it. Um. All right, let's take another call here. It's just like, yeah, oh my God, lived a whole life that they always dreamed of and then like wake up and it's Taco Bell parking lot and you're like, did you feel anything? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Because I just know that like anytime you're trying a drug for the first time, the person that hooked you up with the drug wants to like kind of be a part of that situation. You know, especially psychedelic people, they always want to be a part of your experience. Right. They, everybody imagined themselves as some sort of shaman or teacher <laughs> or like light bearer of some sort. I certainly yeah. do. This yeah. is ancient medicine. You must respect it. And meanwhile, like I'm just yeah out of my mind uh, running around the streets, you know, on it. Yeah. yeah. I'm the same way, man. I, I mean, I don't think that I can talk people through it. But back in the day when I was doing it every day during that summer, uh, when I was 19, I did think like, let me just help you all out with this acid. I know. Yeah, let me get you on board. (laughs) Got your back. And, you know, don't worry about it. It's going to be all fun. And then you fucking have like a weird moment. And you're like, oh, that's this is not I'm not even having fun. I don't know how to (laughs) deal with you. I was thinking. (laughs) I went I went and had the fanciest dinner of my life uh, yesterday. And uh, we had reservations for 5 p.m. And when we showed up, it was all 
gray haired, the stuffiest people I've ever seen in my life in jackets and everything. And we thought that we, I was like having a little bit of a weird moment. Like, are we underdressed? Are we allowed to come in here looking like this? But then like a whole bunch of trash ass people came in afterwards, but God, those stinky fucking country club, white people really yeah. freaked me out when you're on ass, when you're on acid, it, it fucking freaks you out. It does. It does. It's very weird. Uh, you don't want to be standing out, I guess would be. The yeah. Thing. All right. Uh, last call. All right. I think something's going on because it's hanging up, but uh, yeah, go ahead. Hey, on street hey. Hey, oh, it's Matt from France, but I'm calling you from Texas. <laughs> I tried oh, to, um, uh, the last time that I've called in, I'm usually calling from France, but I came back um, to the States to visit my family and stuff and wanted to try and give you guys a call because it's hard as fuck to call internationally into the show. <laughs> I have heard. Yeah. I have heard that. Yeah, well, that guy. Uh, I think it's Nick from New Zealand. Um, he seems to. He seems to have a workaround for it. I don't know how the hell he's doing it because I've tried buying like um, Skype credit and crap like that, and it never seems to work. Huh. I don't know. I don't know if he's got some app or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to ask Nick, but I'm Maybe sure share. it's. Uh, yeah. yeah, maybe we'll try to figure that out. I mean, I'd like to put that on the site if, or, or something. I, cause I don't know call, how it works. Yeah. If he calls again, um, and you guys could ask him about it, please do, because I don't know how to call from international. They cut, um, what's it? The Google Hangouts thing. They cut that. That used to be the easiest way to call in, but yeah. Well, anyway, how is, I called, Texas? um, Texas, it was good. I came. I was gonna go to the um, the chapel had a, a show at South by Southwest, and I was gonna go yeah. to it, but um, pain in the ass to drive from San Antonio up to Austin, and I couldn't. Um, I basically couldn't, my uh, I was gonna go with my brother, and then he had problems with the the kids and stuff, so. I didn't feel like driving uh, up 35. Brett, I don't know if you ever did, when you were living in Texas, if you ever drove that route uh, 35 between Austin and San Antonio, but it's a, it's a fucking shit show. Um, how this state hasn't um, put a train in uh, is beyond me. It's a disaster driving France. here. This ain't France. This ain't okay, France, man? boy. <laughs> yeah, we don't fucking have. We don't yeah. make shit easy here. It's, you gotta have a struggle. Yeah. This is you gotta have. Uh, yeah, fuck. It's funny because <laughs> it's it's like Texas, maybe the last place that would get the train. One of the last, but yeah, Florida. Shit, yeah. Florida seems to Florida seems to have fucking taken Texas's place for crazy place. I think. I mean, it had happened, but Texas yeah, was like known definitely. for having like. It's, Texas um, was known for having yeah, like it's the not bad. most. It's, uh, I came back down for a couple of weeks just to see my family, and I was gonna, yeah, like I said, I was gonna go up to the Chapo show, but that didn't work out. So I wanted to make sure that I called in to the called into the the Colin show um, to get it while I can. <laughs> but um, yeah. I was gonna ask. I know that um, I know this is digging back a couple of or digging back a while. But you guys were talking a while back about um, Brian. You were bitching about like uh, teachers showing you Me? videos in class. Oh yeah, 
<laughs> last last time I was on. Yeah, no, I, I can't believe I was bitching. That's all I'm saying. Oh, uh, no, no way. No, never bitch. <laughs> but the, um, Not me. You guys are talking about uh, the videos and classes um, and how it's like the lazy way for um, teachers to teach. And I had, um, uh, so you guys haven't done them in a while, but the, um, uh, the shark tanks, uh, I actually, uh -huh. I used to watch the shark tanks on Patreon and use that. I built a, uh, lesson for my, one of my classes completely off of the shark tank things just from, well, I got the idea from watching the Patreon shows, but so now I use those, uh, I use clips from, uh, shark tank in my classes. Wow. So I, w <laughs> I was um, inspired by the street fight to, to build, the, build it into, the, into my lessons and stuff. But I, uh, so I was trying to call, I wanted to, I wanted to say there are some good uses for videos and classes. <laughs> what yeah, are, making what fun are, of Shark Tank is great. That's yeah, what are the, content too. That's something that? you got to pay for. What do the French kids think about Shark Tank? I mean, I'm sure they have Shark Tank there, right? Can you all hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. Did we lose Hello? you? We're here. I don't know where you are. Oh. Hello? We lost you, I oh, think. Can you guys hear me? Bad. Hey. Oh, sorry. We can hear you. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. I don't uh, think you sorry. can hear us. Sorry, my yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, my phone's cutting in and out for some reason. Um, shit, I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you guys said. Oh, I'm just saying, what do the kids think about, what do the people you're teaching think about Shark Tank over there? Or do they already have, uh, like, yeah, a so uh, French Shark Tank? They have, the, they have a French Shark Tank, and so I teach my classes in English, and so the, the you know, like, for my classes, I use the English, I use the American Shark Tank. And I, it's basically like I teach accounting classes, right? And I try and teach kids about how, you know, how people talk in the language of business and shit like that. And so I show them a bunch of different like Shark Tank clips. And they're all, because they all, they're all doing the same, like the same math and calculations to figure out, you know, what the value, they, all this other, you know, like they're trying to work out like the value of all this shit. And so I show different Shark Tank clips. Um, to try and show them how it's the exact same thing that they're doing over and over and over. And, uh, there are, there's a French version where they basically do the exact same thing. It's, um, you know, it's got, it's French, so it's different, but it's, um, it's generally the exact same thing. It works pretty good because the, yeah. the students like it. I mean, I feel like <laughs> I know it a, about business just more from watching Shark Tank. Like I'm a, I'm a, Oh shit. You got, you got the, the breakdown. The, um, yeah, I don't think the, I don't think there's anything that's being taught in a business school that is going to get past you guys. Uh, you're not me. <laughs> yeah. You guys, um, oh, I can't remember which one it was, but you got, I think Brett once I've, Brett do it a couple of times where he starts like breaking down what it is per, you know, per item margins and all that shit. That's all I'm teaching him how to do. And it's, um, I, I have no doubt that, uh, you're quite skilled in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, he is though. He understands how that shit works. 
Um, I do not. Per unit, I don't know. Well, you Matt, seem to be making your way through life all right, Brian. <laughs> hmm, yeah, I'm trying. Uh, it's good to hear from yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope Texas is is treating you yeah, well. Yeah, man. And you I guys, hope, you guys I hope have a good night. I keep well. fucking cutting in and out. I don't even know if you're talking okay. right now. It's okay. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. Have a good night, Appreciate y'all. Appreciate it. Have a good rest of the show. All right. Um, I got to say this. Uh, McGuffey Lane, who you brought up earlier, has their own cruise. So, okay, now you could get on the McGuffey Lane cruise. They're the headliner? Well, they got Phil Dirt and the Dozers. Yes, McGuffey Lane. You got your almost Elton John. Okay. Uh, Steve Probst band. Not sure if I know that. Uh, um, uh, Haddon Sayers band. So got okay. that John Schwab are, party band. How and much money? Are, I think John Schwab is in McGuffey Lane too. Right, and it makes so you, he's like he's like playing two shows to get double money. Probably it really makes you feel like like we could do a cruise. I yeah, McGuffey Lane. <laughs> I mean, we got to get maybe another decade under our belt. I think after 20 years of listeners, I think we could get a small time crew. We could get a few hundred together for a cruise, get like four or five of our friends to, to kind of come out. And, and then like, we'll also bring John out like, like John Schwab did. We'll bring John Cullen and I'll do street fight and right. <laughs> the POD cast. And then we, you know, you bring in uh, uh, Chris, and yeah. I, can, I can do three separate shows. All these speed and, freaks with Kasai. Yeah, yeah. That's how because that's what these guys are doing. It looks like um five hundred dollar deposit due at time of booking, one thousand deposit due for all suites at time of booking. So it looks like fifteen hundred dollars deposit to get yourself in the door. Wait, um, not the whole thing? No, that's just the deposit. Um and it I, I'm I'm tr- it doesn't have oh, this gotta be expensive, dude. This has got to be expensive because it doesn't have the price on it. Can you play a McGuffey Lane song? No, not. Well, yes, I actually could. Uh, give me two seconds here. I will play a McGuffey Lane. I grew up near McGuffey, but they're saying they're from Athens. Athens, Greece? Athens, Ohio. <laughs> I'm looking. Athens, I'm looking. Greece. Oh, 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 okay. Okay. Here's the prices. For a grand suite balcony, that's upon request. They're not just going to give you that price. So we'll we'll look at balcony. $1,999 per person. Uh, or $1,899. I mean, yeah. but you get to you'll get to see McGuffey Lane on the, the open waters, you know? I mean, you'll actually also just get to see like uh um John Schwab band. Yeah, and, and almost Elton John. Two thousand bucks, you get to see Steve Probst one of the nights. That's killer. Well, no, I, you know, I just for a second thought you were getting him mixed up with Jeff Probst, which is right. the guy from Survivor. And I was Correct. like, oh, I think, I think Brett thinks that Jeff Probst that would be a big get. I, I know my Probst, <laughs> and Steve has achieved a lot more musically than Jeff Probst could ever achieve as a host. Right. No, well, that would be a get, though. I, I think uh, that would be actually a get. Here's the commercial for the Decades of Rock and Roll Cruise. Uh, we'll just play it real <laughs> quick here. Um, it might 
Oh, I can hear it. Can you hear it? Yeah. All right. So, it's they're just showing pictures of the cruise. Uh, why aren't they talking? Okay, so they've been doing this for eight years. Uh, I'm going to get you McGuffey Lane song up now. The commercial didn't have any words in it. That's what happens sometimes, you know. So they just have they just have a bunch of friends that like get together to party on a cruise. You said 18 years of doing this. They, this is the 18th time. You hit cruising they, age, man. When you get to 50, we're going cruising. I I yeah maybe I don't know. I don't think I want to cruise though. Yeah, you'd but be I mean, melting down. You'd have to be helicoptered out of there probably. Yeah, I would hate it. I just would. It, 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 I don't, I, I think these guys, like, um, I think these guys probably, like, like, like being on cruises, you know, um, which is the, the difference here. Because, uh, like, if I thought I could have fun on a cruise, uh, I, would, I would have already tried it. Okay, I'm getting it up here now. I'm getting uh, a video up. Uh, 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 oh, man. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I think I got it. This song is called People Like You. Okay. All right. These are great vibes for a cruise. Going down a water slide here in this. <laughs> Playing some shuffleboard. All right, McGuffey Lane. Oh, damn it, I'm going to get into McGuffey Lane. I, gotta, I got enough for the deposit. I got enough for the deposit. I'll be showing my Ohio pride now. And I'll be addicted to McGuffey Lane. <laughs> Just everywhere we go, just tell people, oh, yeah, yeah, Los Angeles, you got to look at music around here. You ever heard of a little act called uh, McGuffey Lane? <laughs> they had an album called Live on High. Okay. Which so is, they, uh, they're chill. They're going with the Ohio thing. They Sorry, chief. I have to use two sets of headphones to do that. But, uh, hey, McGuffey Lane, everybody, check them out. Yeah, we love them. Yeah, Greg Probst. It's not Jeff Probst. It's Greg Probst. Hold on. Let me Google Greg Probst. Make sure Psychic no. Gasoline's not making me look like a dipshit. No, Jeff Probst is... Greg Probst is, is the dude from Whose Lines It Anyways. It's, no, they brought that show back, by the way. Did you see that? No, they didn't. Literally, no. They didn't even bring it back, dude. It's been going. Aisha Tyler's it's, it's the host now. I was so mad about it because I saw it on HBO Max. I was like, they're still doing Whose Line Is It Anyway with a, with, oh, I, I was like, oh, Aisha Tyler's hosting, which I hated that show. I thought it was like the least funny thing in the world. And then I was like, well, Aisha Tyler was kind of funny at a time when she was doing talk soup and shit. Okay. Um, so then I looked, it's the same ass dudes, but with Aisha Tyler hosting. <laughs> Yeah, it's all okay. the same guys, Colin Mockery and and uh, but they've been yeah, on for like over twenty. Not my guys. Uh, I hated that. They're, show. they're the only guys that can do whose lines anyways. No one else wants to. 
I mean, I would do it if they asked. Everybody me thinks to. they can do it, actually. Because everybody, 18 seasons of it, dude. And I Love can't believe, it. like, Wayne Brady has to fucking do whose line is it anyway, still. You know what he I mean? He loves it. He's like a big ham, I think. But I mean, he's he's made his money. You know what I mean? Like, Wayne Brady doesn't have to be doing this. I guess maybe he could like it. He can't give can't it up. It. He can't, he give, can't up give up, up randomized joke generation. <laughs> I mean, I used to be kind of impressed when they would do a song. You know what yeah. I mean? I like, think it's fun to make shit up. I mean, I don't, it doesn't have to be good. It is kind of slumber party ish. If you're just good. Well, some of it's good. Hmm. 18 seasons, 378 episodes of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Wow. 378. With the same dudes, too, man. The same fucking dude. I think this I is, feel like a, I need to watch all 378 now to see how many times they repeat jokes. It's like a podcast, really. Like, yeah, but I could sit down and watch every single episode with a notebook in my hand and figure out the secret to whose line is it anyway? Uh, which I always believe they planned it ahead of time. Like, Oh, so you're okay. You're plot. You're plotting on their demise. No, I just, I always felt like, like, I always felt like they were like dudes that just like, they, 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 they planned a bunch of things out. And then when they got, on stage to do their whose line is it anyway they fucking did the things that they planned out like so drew carey or aisha tyler i get it would say like oh you're in a boat and you have to sing a country music song well they already have the country music song they just got to plug the boat words into it you know what i'm saying that's what i think they do that's they were me. already given the melody and the prompts uh, they had to be dude they had to be given the melody there's just no fucking way they got that melody. They stood in a line and they sang a song because I would be watching them sing the songs. And I'd be like, dude, this is like, it's not funny, but it's like a, a, a good song. Like it's a song that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if they had you singing a song, like if they were like, here, sing a song here. You would never, you wouldn't be able to do that. We wouldn't be able to sing a song Not right now. Not unless I tried been, 378 times in a row. That's a good point. That is a good point. Uh, yeah, Wayne Brady was a recurring character for two seasons. Wasn't Mimi uh, Bobek on there too? No. Well, wait, 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 wait. She was a little bit. Kathy Griffin did four episodes. Uh, Greg Proops did 77 episodes because he was big time on there. They loved him. Uh, I don't see, I, all the women I see is Karen Mariuama, Kathy Griffin, maybe Naima Funk. I don't know who that is. Keegan-Michael Key was on there. Yeah. Heather Ann Campbell, Kathy yeah. Greenwood. And you better watch them all just so you can get a better idea of what's going on here. Seems like I need to watch every single Whose Line Is It Anyway. Maybe I will. I don't know, though. I don't know if I can do it, dude. I don't know if I can do it. Like I was listening to a wrestling podcast once and they were talking about like pay-per-views and shit. And they talked about Drew Carey's Improvaganza, which uh -huh. was like a, a pay-per-view of M. Really? Yeah. When? This is way back, way, way back in the day. Uh, oh, 2011. It was in 2011. They did, they did, uh, wait, no, maybe I'm wrong. Hold on. 
I'll, I'm going to find out when the pay-per-view was because uh, Drew Carey, Improv, PP. It's just who's PP. line with a different name. It's like Improv All-Stars. 2001, Improv All-Stars, and guess who it had on it? Greg Proops, Colin Mockery. <laughs> Colin Mockery kill, is a killer. Brad he's Sherwood. A killer. Colin Mockery looked like he's a Squidward looking motherfucker. He looks like he was Squidward. perfect. He knew how to he knew how to he knew how to work it. Yeah. Yeah. This is Brad basic. Sherwood little he was B team for sure. That's JV squad. Brad Sherwood was? I don't remember yeah. him at all. Ryan Styles. I remember he him. He always wore bowling shirts. Brad Sherwood? A, I'm looking him up. I'm on his I'm on the uh uh IMDB now, which I'm thinking about paying for so I can look at these guys. So he did Digimon. Uh I love that. Brad love Sherwood Digimon. is a Digimon guy. Uh shit, dude. Drew Carey show he was on there. Um, and he did some LA Law episode. So right on, good on him, man. You know, he did something. And that's what counts. He's done more than me. <laughs> right. Well, I think we did it, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, everybody that called in. Uh, great show, as always. Uh, we'll be return on Wednesday to do the basement show. Tomorrow night uh, on the Patreon, if you're a subscriber, you're going to get access to the first episode of Hito Brett with me and Luis. Uh, uh, we're going to talk to you about what you want to see from the series and uh, kind of plan out the rest of it. We're going to do like a live hangout thing and test the waters on that. Um, but head to patreon.com where that information will be earlier tomorrow morning on Monday. And if you want to listen to, I'm sorry, it's there at patreon.com slash street fight radio, $5 a month gets you access to hundreds of bonus shows and series, uh, more than you could ever listen to. So jump on it. Peace.